Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Retention. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Back. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Uh, welcome back from Portland. We already talked a lot. Yeah, we about already talked about Portland. Journal, but... Yeah, but I'm getting back into my normal life, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of. Getting reacclimated <laughs> to society. Uh, yeah. I was pretty much uh, out of town like three weekends in a row. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I went to Toronto and then I went camping for a night in joshua tree yeah and then i went to portland are you the camping type i don't no. think of you and as the I, you know okay. i shouldn't say camping okay because it wasn't really camping we rented a camper it was a tiny little it was adorable a tiny oh, little sure. camper in the middle of the desert which is awesome yeah but i should point out the camper had electricity running water air conditioning and wi-fi so <laughs> that's my kind of camping <laughs> yeah uh, um it wasn't really camping but it was in, in the sense that we were out in the middle of nowhere which is that really means something in the desert because when the sun goes down it gets so dark oh yeah crazy dark but we yeah. had a hammock i could get drunk and look up at the stars <laughs> in the hammock now i feel as your friend uh-huh. i can I, i'm supposed to say you know you don't have to get drunk to do that but it, it was just part of the fun okay got it in got this it. case but uh yeah we built a fire we made s'mores yeah all right but um yeah i feel like i, I that said sounds this. like a lot of fun i said this part on a recent episode right about ingrid goes west did i yes. talk about yes yeah i should watch that again that's yeah that sounds here's the thing that sounds fun to me it sounds like something I would like to do with Jen, but she grew up in Minnesota in a camping family, like a, an actual camping family. Yeah. And I think she would balk at the idea of a Wi-Fi AC, like all that kind of thing. Me, it's like, oh, it's a mobile hotel room. That's great. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't think of. she. I don't think she would go for it. But again, it's not a. Mo- it's very very small. The yeah. camper. <laughs> but I, uh, that makes it more adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Like, is that? <laughs> Like when you, because when I would go camping as a kid with my family, we weren't like camping people. We weren't camping fairly often, but we'd go to like campgrounds. Yeah. Which were really just like, I mean, yeah, we're actually sleeping in tents, but it, it, there are so many people and so many lots so close to each other. It feels like it's just like in a neighborhood. Yeah. And usually there's like, um, you know, shower and bathroom facilities. Yeah. And there's like, and really like in, Tennessee there was like a a rec room there was like a convenience store and rec room area in the middle of like you could just walk over and like yeah we're gonna make s'mores or we could walk over and play pool yeah. <laughs> you know get some Cheetos from the vending machine and play pool that doesn't seem like really rough in it either like I feel like real camping is just like going where there aren't campgrounds yeah which you're allowed to do in certain places yeah I saw but, that in uh, Grizzly Man yeah it seems that, that that seems really actually scary yeah no thank uh, you yeah. All right. All right. So before we continue, I will say that this, this episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a handpicked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $8.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Currently available on Mubi is a film I have not seen, but I think you might have. I'm not sure. It's called Raising Victor Vargas. Oh, yeah. You have seen it. Yes, okay. it's is a it, very good movie. It's very good. Um, yes, and it is... Um Photographed by uh, cinematographer Tim Orr, who did the early David Gordon Green oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. movies, like uh, All the Real Girls. And- I've definitely, uh, again, having not seen the film, I definitely heard it spoken about in the same breath as those types of verite-type movies. Yeah, uh, aesthetically. I think this one's uh, like narratively a little bit more of a conventional coming-of-age type movie, right. but it's still very good. Okay. Very good. All right, so it's got the David Back seal of approval. You know what else is on movie right now? Though, What's that? Is uh, House of Tolerance from okay. 2011, I think. Uh, Bertrand Bortello, I think, is the... I might be getting that uh, director's name wrong. But it made my top ten list that whatever year that was. Oh, wow, okay. In 2012. I can't remember. But, wow, uh, I didn't remember that at all. All right, yeah, so... that's a really great movie. So we got two movies that David says will change your life. That's how I hear things. Um... But there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash Battleship to redeem now. Or go to BattleshipPretension.com and click on the Mubi ad on the left-hand side. 
Now, uh, before I tell you who this is also brought to you by, because I've got it, uh, there, read it, there it is. <laughs> uh, so this episode is also brought to you by Broker 2, uh, which is a thrilling dark comedy about a small town serial killer just trying to make it in the Big Apple. After starting a relationship with non, uh, non-murderer Sarah, he must fend off a rival organization of serial killers and question his way of life. Will he keep up his murderous ways or is he just another small fish in a big pond? <laughs> Broker 2 is currently in production but needs your help to become a reality. The project is already 30% funded with 20 days to go this is happening the only question is do you want to get left behind as the broker two train leaves the station or do you want to back this amazing project yeah. backer incentive what was that it was saying no to the first part exactly. you don't get left behind right yes you do want to absolutely back this uh backer incentives include a copy of the film bloody co- uh, bloody costumes worn on screen an ice cream uh with the director or a credit of your choice once again i need to ask the director if the credit of your choice is literally you can make up whatever you want or yeah. you can say uh, or you can share director credit. I don't know yet. And, and I want to clarify for the I already know the answer to this one just for the listener. When it says bloody costumes, it's fake blood. It's like chocolate syrup. Whereas on the ice cream, it's blood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's just how they do things over at Broker 2. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, uh, so if you're interested in backing the project, uh, just go to BattleshipPretension.com and click on the Broker ad on the left-hand side of the page. And I want to tell you about TweakedAudio.com. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for uh, professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I both use them each and every day. Uh, today I was listening. I'll get sad again for a second here. But usually when I say I'm listening to something because an artist died, it's mm-hmm. an artist that I'm familiar with died and I've been revisiting the material. Sometimes I sadly find out about a band because someone died. And so there's this Scottish band called the Amazing Snakeheads and the poor uh, guy died uh, uh, of cancer uh, just this week uh, and it turns out they were fucking incredible this mm. band you would really like them too okay. they're a, a rock and roll band what are they called um, again the amazing snakeheads alright um, very so it was very sad to uh, I felt like people who because uh, now that I'm old and out of touch, I felt like the people who didn't learn about Sublime until after Bradley oh, Noel yeah. uh, had died, which was, they didn't really get that famous. Yeah. Uh, but because I was young and cool or whatever, I had already been listening to them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen anymore. Now I find out about bands because the lead singer uh, died young. <clears throat> I, not, I don't mean to be insulting of the band at all, but I think you might be uh, overstating the impact uh, of the death of this uh, this person, uh, I, I don't think the amazing snakeheads are about to uh, become very popular. They could, they could, I they guess. could have a sublime type of thing. That's true. Um, except they're, you know, uh, unlike sublime, they're actually very good. Uh, and I, I loved listening to them on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds. Uh, they look great. They sound great. I already said that part. And they're all available at a low, low price. Huge selection, low, low price over at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tyler? Yes? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Is it? Uh, it's fall. Oh, yeah. All right. I agree with you. Ah. Wait, you don't agree that it's fall or you don't agree that it's the most wonderful time of the year? Uh, well, I mean, it's September, so it's definitely fall. Um, it's only been fall for a few days at this point. Right. About yeah. 27 of them. <laughs> um, but, uh, hey, look, we all have our running jokes. Yeah. And I've and this is going to have to be one of mine, unfortunately. But um, but see, this is this way. See, the. My counting fall the way it actually is, mm-hmm. late September to late December, means that most of the Christmas season is in the fall. Right, which feels wrong to me. But that is what ma- part of what makes, it's one of the many things 
fall is yeah you've got the best all the best most of the best holidays right sure you've got halloween thing and thanksgiving mm-hmm. um and you've got the christmas spirit even though christmas itself is in right uh the winter time um you've got fall movies you've got uh fall tv which is new shows and returning shows you've got fall back uh, 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 you get, yes, you, you gain an hour. Yeah. Um, and it means there's a lot less daylight, which is great for me. That's great. Also, uh, I know you don't care about this, but to a lot of people, including me, it's the time that all the major sports are happening at once. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got football in full swing. You've got baseball, uh, going into the playoffs. You've got, uh, hockey about to start on October 3rd. And then there's basketball, which I don't really follow, but I know people like it. Uh, so fall is, and of course, you know, there's the the food and there's getting to wear comfy sweaters and uh, a lot of people like pumpkin spice. I feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to have an opinion on pumpkin spice. I don't really. Yeah. Um, but fall is the, like it is, and I feel so basic saying like it is so basic for fall to be your favorite season, but fall is absolutely my favorite season. Well, the reason that I was, it's re- also the repeat reprieve from the heat of summer. Yes. Well, and that's, and, and here we, we have my reluctance, um, to say that it's my favorite season. Uh, when we lived in Chicago, no question about it. Um, same with, with Missouri. Um, as much as I do love winter, even in the snowiest of locations, um, I do think I like fall because it's crisp and you do see, you know, those wonderful, the, the change in the leaves and that kind of thing. But, Which was already happening when I was in Portland. We saw some beautiful oh, yellow-orange leaves. Jen and I are going to be in Chicago around Thanksgiving. And I think by that time, I feel like the change has already happened and it's probably winter at that point. Uh-huh. Like as far as temperature and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, in California... Uh, the change in temperature has not occurred yet um, and won't probably it's for cool. quite it's a cool while down from what it was from what it was, but it's still, there are still spikes. Like it's, it's well, in the eighties outside right now. As some, but as someone who gets up much earlier than you do, I'm able now to drive to work with the windows down. Sure. Whereas it used to be, I would, I would break a sweat getting dressed in the morning yeah. just a few weeks ago. That's uh, true. So it has, it, it has cooled down a little bit. Um, so I think it's, I think it's that. And that like the change there, of course there is a, a change in, in the leaves and stuff. I think it's, I think I, I prefer a Los Angeles winter because it's as close as you can get to a Chicago fall, um, from a temperature standpoint and, and weather and that sort of thing. So I would say like yourself, I think fall is probably my favorite, uh, season officially, but I think, I'm not going to say that there are no seasons in Los Angeles, but they're very different than they are in the Midwest. And I think when most people talk about fall, they talk about the the Midwest and and the East, I guess. Yeah. You know, like Central Park in fall, which I've never, uh, I've only been to Central Park in the summer. Um, gross. Wait, it might've, uh, it might be, <laughs> I'm trying to think when I went to Central Park or when I went to New York, it might have been summer by your standards. It might have technically still been spring. Right, right. Okay, it might have been like earlier mid June. Actually, it. Uh, it was beautiful. No. Um, anyway, uh, but so what we're going to talk about, if you haven't guessed, is movies about autumn. Right. Autumn movies, fall movies, uh, but not fall movies like the prestige movies that are coming out. Movies that either are about or more often than not, movies that sort of evoke fall that second one is what i chose to latch on to yeah uh because i will tell you the very first movie i thought of okay is a movie that takes place over the course of many years and many seasons and Mm. yet when i think about it i think about autumn in new york not the movie autumn in new york which i never saw okay with richard kierman and a writer but the movie that i first thought of when i thought about fall was when harry met sally oh sure and I don't know. It's funny. I mean, it's I, right there. Like, honestly, even the cover, like they're standing and, and maybe that's and there's why, like, cause yeah. there's the orange and yellow leaves behind them. Uh, but that's what it feels like to me, even though, um, the, like I watched the movie, not, you know, I've watched the movie within the last, uh, year, probably the last six or seven months. Um, and it, yeah, it takes place all over the, it's yeah. many different seasons yeah. and with new year's Eve playing a very large role. Yeah. As which well. is decidedly winter. Yeah. Uh, no one's, uh, disputing that New Year's Eve is in the winter. Right. Um, I mean, give climate change a few more years, right? Um, 
<laughs> they're not going to change the date <laughs> because it's getting warmer. <laughs> saying it's not going to feel like winter anymore. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. It's all going to be summer all the time. Um, so we got to enjoy these falls while we have them. Um, but uh, yeah, there is something about, uh, like you said, Central Park and fall. Mm. Um, which is from the song, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, I recall. The Tom, Tom Jones song? I recall, song. It, yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's not Tom Jones? No, it's the other one. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. All right. Um, Another big hair guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm wondering... Uh, so there's a certain kind of New York fall uh, that also a lot of a lot of Woody Allen movies evoke. I put Hannah and her sisters on here, sure. but just as sort of a, absolutely an umbrella for a, a lot of <laughs> Woody Allen movies that yeah. feel like that. Um, and I, cause I think there's just something very, um, at least, I don't know about it, if it's specifically New York, but there's something about the Woody Allen milieu in which the clothes that are appropriate for fall. Yes. Earth tones, tweeds, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they really Scarves, speak. Yeah, yeah. They speak to his, uh, aesthetic. And so yeah. there's a reason he sets his movies in fall a lot of the time. Yeah. Although a lot of his movies are set in summertime. And yet I would be hard pressed to think of one. Well, there was wonder wheel. Uh, I didn't see it, but, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's that's actually true. And what's odd is I actually uh, I I actively tried to avoid New York movies, okay, um, because I thought it was the the standard. But what is interesting is I didn't have to try hard. Unsurprisingly, you know, speaking of, uh, I don't know if you said this during the movie journal or or during this episode now, but speaking of basic, I just said that. Okay, Dead Trees tends like. So okay. my, the first one I thought of, literally, was Sleepy Hollow. Okay, Sleepy Hollow's on my list, but yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, I mean, so I'm not crazy. I, I have That's a long nice. list. But I do think of Dead Trees as being more, like, winter, even though I know, yeah. They... It's it's Dead Trees, and it's but it's Dead Trees no, with no snow. Right. And okay. it's not freezing yet. And if you look at the way people are dressed in Sleepy Hollow, and it's, it's not snowy, and yeah. it could be, like... That is clearly, it's probably around Halloween time. In fact, yeah, of course it is, because um, that's a big part of the story. Um, so I feel like that is what it looks like. It's very, I usually, like everybody else, I associate fall and autumn with certain colors, and I associate a Sleepy Hollow with gray. So okay. in that regard, it is in my mind a lot closer to winter. But yeah, there's no question in my mind, like that is with a bullet that's the first one i thought of uh and then i'll tell you the second one i thought of which will get us into a little bit more of a specific topic here and this is a movie that i don't actually even like but there are certain things i listed a bunch of them that happen mm-hmm. in the fall and one of them is football and sure. the second movie i thought of after when harry Mansally was rudy hmm. um but i think that a lot of football movies are fall movies i never yeah. saw remember the titans but uh uh, I'm sure it's a fall movie because yeah. um, that's when it takes place. Um, <clears throat> and so I started thinking about the sort of things that happen in the fall. And one of them that I didn't mention before because I was naming good things, not bad things, but one of them is going back to school. And there are a surprising number of school movies that either take place in the autumn or take place over the course of a a year, but are mm. feel autumnal. Pretty much all the Harry Potter movies, sure, uh, yeah, very much. Especially so. uh, Azkaban, because that's the one where the you've got the big pumpkin patch outside of Hagrid's yeah. like uh, hut or whatever. But um, here's some more school-related movies that are autumnal to me: uh, Rushmore, Dead Poet Society, Scent of a Woman is kind of a school movie, okay. right? Yes, um, and then. Uh, a forgotten movie because it's not very good, but Mona Lisa Smile is oh, okay. incredibly autumnal. I don't know if you ever saw it. No, uh, I did not. And then much more recently, a movie that I think got it really right, even though I've never been to New York in the fall. Uh, Mistress America is a movie that oh, okay. uh, is a. Did you ever see that one? No. So Lola Kirk uh, plays a girl who's starting her freshman year at NYU, mm-hmm. and she has like a. Uh, 
is it a cousin or is it just like her mom's friend's kid or whatever uh, mm-hmm. is Greta Gerwig and she like shows her around the city yeah um, and uh, we've we've talked on and off the air and a lot of people have mentioned how one of the most difficult things to get across in a movie is the idea that it's actually cold where they are and um mr samerica's movie that really sells that sort of like you were talking about fall in chicago this is fall in new york but that idea of how different it uh, it feels to go from outside to inside yeah you know and how welcoming a you know sort of softly lit bar can be or a friend's house or whatever mm-hmm. you know you go in um and it's dark outside already because it's 5 p.m and it's already yeah. dark it's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. and it's freezing outside or, or or getting very chilly and it's suddenly warm inside and i feel like mistress america really uh really sells that um so i think those were the main school movies uh did i mention goodwill hunting that's that's a fallish movie, yeah, right? I, I haven't so. seen it in so long. Yeah, um, but I did write it down. Um, do you have any school movies on your list? Uh, not I. I don't, but I did think of one. Um, oddly enough, and maybe it's just because it kind of it it kicks off at the beginning of a school year. But um, I do kind of think of uh, maybe the first half of the Social Network. Um, oh, as sure, a, yeah. as a fall movie, but it gets it's it Massachusetts, gets so it gets yeah. cold very quickly. Yeah, there. Yeah, so, and that's the thing is, not all of these movies necessarily take place in fall. Some of them I don't know when they take place, but so here's yeah. okay. In talking about the, as I was thinking about this, I realized okay, well, we're going to have to talk about my color thing. Oh, um, right. Which yeah. we, it's been a while since we've talked about. I think. We've, I think so. We've discussed it on the show before, um, but yeah, so. I realized that a lot of the movies that I was thinking of, it's not like they take place in this in the summer. Like I will, I will take the nature of the film into consideration. Uh, I don't actively choose certain colors for certain movies, just as I don't for certain people. But a lot of the movies on my list are movies that I associate with certain colors, which I then associate with fall. So, for example, The Pledge, uh-huh. the the Jack Nicholson film. Now. It's not as though everyone's like walking around in tank tops, but I still associate it with an auburn color. Like it's there's a starkness to it. Yeah, uh, characters are bundled up, but it's not at the beginning. But then it, it right. goes it's, into the summer. Ta- yeah, yeah, it takes place over you know a long. But I think because because we're for me we're not in the in the middle of a of a city. We're sort of out in the country and in small towns and that sort of thing. Uh, and because it starts. Um, in the fall, but also just the nature of the film. Maybe it's because of the color of the box. Who knows? But that film is for me a very Auburn kind of brownish, maybe a brick color, which is a very fall color for me. Mm -hmm. And so the pledge for me is a fall movie. If that, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I wonder if I put any of my list that are just like, it's just, well, I did. Okay. I did put two movies that I, I think, um, I feel like I don't know necessarily why, but I feel like you'll agree that fall and new England go hand in oh, hand. Sure. So I put mystic pizza and the cider house rules. Cider house list rules is, certainly. I've never movies. seen mystic pizza. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio to go back to our, uh, All right. <laughs> our, our, uh, movie journal discussion from days ago. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's something about that sort of like small town, Northeast, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that just feels like fall, even yeah. though I don't know, I don't know when it takes place necessarily. Like, I guess, um, dirty dancing is a movie that like very specifically takes place over the summer. That's the whole point is right. they're summering at this place. Yeah. And yet because it's like new England or it's the Catskills or whatever, that just seems like an autumnal place to me. And so I kind of, I think that's maybe, I don't have the color thing, but I think maybe dirty dancing is one that, um, I'm on, on your wavelength with, mm-hmm. with, with where it just, it feels like fall, even though the movie is specifically not fall. And I feel like, you know, when, to go back to this idea of Stark and I was talking earlier about, you know, dead trees and that kind of thing that definitely and leaves obviously play a big role here for me. And so as I was looking through my list here, I mean, I feel embarrassed at how many of them are just 
tree based, um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, Winnie the Pooh, like the, 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 the Disney cartoon, yeah, even though, uh, a good portion of it takes place in the snow. Um, mm-hmm. but just, there's something about the hundred acre wood and the fact that it's very seldom green. Yeah. It's often like an orangey. Yeah. And color. Then the new live action one definitely, uh, yeah. embraces that look as well. Um, but then I also have Miller's crossing. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I have and that's uh, Chicago or I don't think they ever say, I don't think right? they ever officially say. Yeah. I guess I always feel like it's Chicago because that's yeah. the Irish gangsters. And I yeah. <laughs> and associate. Uh, but then I also have the third man. Oh, I have yeah, Franken coats. It's windy. There's leaves yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, like when you see some of that art direction and the, and the forest is built on a soundstage and the trees go a mile high, but there's not a leaf on them. Um, uh, let's see a monster calls. I associate yeah, with that, but not just for, trees in that instance but just the whole color palette and just everything about it um fantastic mr fox that's on here yeah that's on my list because that's um that one is uh i don't think fall is important to the story but to the look very much and that's um, and it's stuff like the role of cider like how important cider it's it's stuff like that little little touches like that um and so one actually i don't know why i didn't mention this earlier because it was one of the earliest ones to occur to me that it's kind of like fantastic mr fox and that it's not fall the narrative doesn't really depend on being fall but far from heaven sure um and to a certain extent all that heaven allows, which is the Douglas Sirk movie mm-hmm. that is, uh, I mean, I guess far from heaven is an homage to Douglas Sirk in general, but right. all that heaven allows is the one that I think of. And that has a lot of autumn stuff, even though I think the, the big climax, um, necessarily takes place in the snow mm-hmm. and all the heaven, all the heaven allows, which I guess snow, I associate with winter, not fall, even though it does snow in the fall in most places we've lived. Right. Um, uh, I still think like when there's snow on the ground, I think yeah, that's winter. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing is, so any, any film that features people that are bundled up, but there's not snow on the ground and it's like, yeah. all right, it's cold, but it's not snow. So snow equals winter, but it depends so, on what you mean by bundled up because scarves. Yeah. Scarves. We're not talking about like Ralphie's brother in a Christmas. Right, story. Yeah. No, of not bundled not. up like that. Right. But no, yeah, like, we're talking about, scarves. like scarves, um, yeah, like a uh, heavier jackets, heavier yeah. coats, and perhaps not. gloves, but none of it is like the big padded yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know? not, not George Costanza's Gore-Tex <laughs> coat. <laughs> you like saying Gore-Tex, don't you? <laughs> um, yeah, and so that and that's the thing is, and maybe this is one of the one of the reasons I, I've always thought that winter is a very cinematic season, and I think it is for very specific reasons, but. In winter, you're so cold that I don't give a shit how I look <laughs> in, in, in Chicago or Denver or any of the places I've lived. Um, I don't care how I look. I need to be warm. Yeah. Fall, it's not that desperately cold. You can, so you can still be very you can aesthetically still, minded. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think that lends itself very much to, uh, to for, certainly from a costuming standpoint, like it, the actors look best. Yeah. Uh, in that, you know, uh, yes, I'm sure there are plenty of good looking and very fit actors that would, uh, hypothetically look better with less on, <laughs> but in Tyler world, uh, it's just like, oh man, that is a nice looking scarf and look at that collar turned yeah. up. Oh, oh the, the turned up collar. I like can't that. beat it. Um, so let's talk about other things that happen in the fall. Okay. Well, I mentioned, so, so far I've mentioned football. Okay. I mentioned school mm-hmm. and the other things I mentioned before were Halloween. So yeah. You've got the movie Halloween. Yeah. Um, and you also got a, a nightmare before Christmas. Um, sure. Which is both, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and then of course you've got Thanksgiving. Now I think we did an episode on Thanksgiving movies we at one point. So I, I, we're not going to dwell on these, but I definitely wrote down or typed out. I'm not handwriting my notes, mm-hmm. uh, which I used to do when we started this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, plane and automobiles, home for the holidays uh and the lesser but somewhat still i guess respected by some people pieces of april right um and what i'll say about planes trains and automobiles is that that one actually acknowledges that 
yes, okay, it's still the fall where it's specifically about Thanksgiving, but it's in certain parts of the world, it's very, very cold. Yeah. You know, there's that wonderful scene where they're in the back of uh, Dylan Baker's truck. Is that right? Yeah. It's been so long. Like, wow. when you think of Dylan Baker, you do not think of, like, a hard-bitten, like, hick type. Yeah. But that's what he's playing. It's weird. Um, but anyway, yeah. so they're in the back. I think back. of him from uh, Road to Perdition. Yeah. Uh, I want a po- <laughs> What is it? Is that, I think he said, I want a poached egg, and I want it runny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you had that as your outgoing message for a while. Did I? Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Did you, do you not want... No, that's, a, okay. that's like... Because now I think young people don't call each other very much so the idea of right. like using movie quotes or music quotes as your outgoing voicemail message is probably it's probably like an early 2000s probably thing for young people to do i don't know if they i don't know maybe they still do it but i feel like no one calls anybody anymore that's true uh yeah so i would yeah i, I had i guess i had i don't remember having that one i do remember having i will show you the life of the mind of course. uh i had um a quote from angel uh the the TV series. Um, There's like one or two other like really notable ones that oh, I feel like I'm missing. I had um, they're coming to get you, Barbara. That's for yes. a long time. For a long time. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what else. Um, but yeah, and so in uh, plain, so in they're they're in the back of uh, Dylan Baker's truck, and there's just this nice little exchange where it's like, how cold do you think it is? And pause, and John Candy goes one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's, you know, John Candy just had that wonderful delivery yeah. where he can say it with pure sincerity while still actually playing up the, the sarcasm of it. I don't know. It's, it's weird, but, uh, but yeah. And so that's, that is one of the examples. And I'd say home for the holidays as well. Like when you see her wearing that oversized, ridiculous coat that doesn't yeah. belong to her. Um, and you do see some snow on the ground and that kind that's of thing. True, so, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, some of the films, and maybe it's because it's Thanksgiving. Like, we yeah. are almost to Christmas, so we need to start suggesting it visually. Um, um, whereas, like, but, you, I, don't think you'll ever, I don't think you'll ever see snow in, like, a Halloween-based movie. Even hmm. though when yeah. I lived in Denver, we got snow on Halloween sometimes. Um, sometimes, I, I remember... I remember in St. Louis it's snowing like, uh, like before Halloween like once in my entire childhood. Okay. Uh, it would normally start snowing, but it wasn't uncommon for it to be snowing by Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we go back to the movies, because we're tearing through this list and it's going to end up being a short episode, um, which is fine. We all have things to do. Yeah. Um, what time of year did you move to Los Angeles? I think it was January. Okay. Okay, so you were sort of already in it. Yeah. Because I moved in the summer, and I remember um, my first fall and winter being very weird. Okay. And also, I wasn't happy here yet. I've come to love Los Angeles. It took me like a year and a half. Um, And it felt very surreal. I had this feeling like I was having trouble being alone with my thoughts because it was so nice out. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. I remember like I, I I have this very distinct memory of like, I think I was like folding laundry and like the window was open. The windows were open in the apartment and it was like warm and it was like December. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. This is weirdly depressing. Hmm. Um, and then I acclimated to it and now I could never go back. Right. Um, or I can go back for, uh, a few days at a time, which yeah. is what I like to do. Um, but yeah, it is really, really disconcerting, uh, at first. Um, because now, like you were saying, you don't want to say we don't actually have seasons because we technically do. We here. do. It, the, the weather does change yeah. and just, it doesn't change that drastically, but it's the longer not, it's I, not as pronounced. The longer say. I live here, the more I notice the changes. Sure. The more I'm like, okay, it's starting to feel like fall. Yeah. There's some fog on my car window when I go out in the morning. Like, right. I'm starting it's, to associate fall in Los Angeles with fall. Whereas, right. Like, I take notice when it's like, okay, night is cold now. Sure. As, as yeah. you were saying before, day can still be hot, but now there's a dramatic drop when the sun goes down. Whereas, yeah this year especially like july there was almost there was still a drop but maybe 10 degrees dropping from yeah. 100 to, to 90 but i also at the time we're recording this on september 27th i'm not can i do this every year i start to feel like it's fall 
and we're not out of the woods. We will have no. a week in early to mid October where it'll be 99 degrees again. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. It happens every year. Yeah. There is always, it's, it's usually October. There is always a little spell, a little, uh, spike uh-huh. where I, and I will usually say this is I, to no one in particular. This is bullshit because <laughs> yeah. I will be, I'll, I'll be already. It's like, all right, it's time for a shirt to go over my t-shirt, uh-huh. you know? And maybe, uh, Hey, I see that jacket hanging there. Maybe, uh-huh. uh, maybe it's time for us to dance. No, uh, <laughs> not ready yet. And so, but then once but, winter comes along, things are looking good. I don't ever not carry a jacket at any time of year though, because I get cold in movie theaters <laughs> and when I leave the house, that's, that's funny. Any morning that I leave the house, there's a decent chance that I'm going to be in a movie theater sure. before I get back home, hmm. either going to the movies or going to a screening or just a screening room at work or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm always leaving the house, making sure even if it's 105 degrees yeah. outside, I'm making sure that I have a jacket or a sweatshirt because I know I'm going to be in a movie uh, theater or a conference room. Sometimes at work, those yeah. are always way too cold. Uh, yeah. Here's what I'll say is that um, similarly, I can't guarantee, even though I have, uh, I'm teaching the college class, I'm teaching this after school program, like none of the, it's all part time. So I still need to drive a little bit for Lyft. Oh, okay. yeah. But when I wasn't doing that stuff, at any given point, like I might be going out with friends, but I might get a couple hours of driving in afterwards. So if that's the case, you want to keep as much stuff out of your car as possible. Oh, right. Yeah. And a jacket like, well, if I'm not going to wear it, that it's just going to take up space in my car, which is not allowed. So yeah. Yeah. So I try to be kind of minimalistic. Um, all right. So let's get back to, so I got through my main list. I got through, I got through sports. Okay. I got through school. I got through, New York City, okay. and I got through New England, right. and Thanksgiving, and Halloween, um, and now I guess what I want to do is turn. We t- I want to turn my focus on a specific filmmaker. Okay, we already talked about Woody Allen, mm-hmm. um, and we've kind of talked about Wes Anderson, right? Um, but I want to talk about someone who came up on the uh, Movie Journal uh, a few days ago. Uh, M Night Shyamalan sure. seems to. See, my, I feel like I associate Philadelphia with the fall largely because of like the sixth sense and mm. unbreakable. Um, and then signs is rural Pennsylvania. Right. Um, but, uh, and then, um, uh, the last one split was very autumnal to me. Yes. Um, and that's also Philadelphia. Um, uh, can you think of any filmmakers uh, who who traffic in? I mean, the fall. I definitely think Wes Anderson, as you mentioned. Um, I I do. I, I was really trying to to kind of skim through it, and uh, filmmakers, no genres, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I was thinking like, okay, is Orson because Orson Welles has been on my mind because I just rewatched Citizen Kane. Um, and I do sometimes, I think of The Stranger as a fall movie. Um, I think of Amberson's as a winter movie. Um, the Stranger definitely is a fall movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. And that's kind of another school one, actually, because yeah. he, is a, he is a teacher, and it's sort of, I think it's the beginning of the year. Um, so I feel like a lot of the movies we're talking about now, because we talked about some things like When Harry Met Sally that are mm-hmm. very, uh, you know, warm. Yeah. Um, despite the the cold, but there's a lot of uh, sinister stuff going on in these fall movies which, too. Which brings me to the genre thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I do think that uh, horror—not that horror is itself a genre—it's just uh, there's a lot of subgenres there. But um, there's a there's a bleakness to horror that can go along with. Okay. See if you agree here. <laughs> I think there's a difference between bleakness and complete desolation. Desolation is winter. You know, things are dead as opposed to things are dying. Um, and there's a certain bleakness to that. It's the trees are dead. uh, The, the, the trees are dead. The leaves are, are gone, but the, but there's a certain purity to snow. Uh, and yes, you can still get, it can still be frightening and all that, but 
snow, it just, it feels so forbidding. Like you're just not supposed to be out. Whereas during the fall, you can still be out. It's still a little bit welcoming, but things are starting to change. It's the it mood is starting to change. Dying and death. Yeah. And so death is weirdly safer because yeah. nothing can get you. You're already dead. Exactly. Whereas the fall represents the, the thing. I, I feel like, uh, to get, uh, heavy here, I feel like people are more, we say we're afraid of death, but really we're afraid of dying. Sure. More than we are afraid of death. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause either in death, you either believe that you're going on to another place or you believe that you won't be aware of anything. That's not your, that's not the part you're scared of. It's, well, and, the, it's and the, also, the part when you're rushing toward that yeah. and then not knowing and not being able to stop it. And that's what fall is. It's like not it, being able to stop it. Maybe that's the thing in death. You've done what you can do, uh-huh. but in dying, there's always oh. the chance that you can, that there's another option. Yeah. That you yeah. might be able to sidestep it or avoid it or something like that, which is a very horror idea. Yeah. You but know? it is, yeah, but it is still much like Michael Myers, uh, or, um, Leslie Vernon, uh, mm. always keeping up with people despite not, never running. Right. That's, uh, autumn is moving us toward death, even though it seems to be happening slowly the leaves are changing the leaves are yeah. falling it's getting colder but it's not like you woke up one day and everything yeah. was dead it's happening gradually so the ones i wrote here nosferatu hmm. uh night of the hunter okay night of the living dead i did have frankenstein here night of the hunter though i feel like is such a southern movie and obviously they have the fall in the south yeah but it's kind of like associating fall with the Northeast. Like I can't, it's hard for me to imagine it being fall on the bayou. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, I definitely, <laughs> but it is. I it picture is. it like this little, this diagonal strip Northeast through Chicago and down <laughs> and stopping right around Flagstaff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so no, I, I agree with you, but I think because, uh, it's weird. I don't necessarily think of night of the hunter as purely Southern. I think it, I think it arrives in the South cause they are going down river. Um, but I don't necessarily think that that's where it starts. Okay. And again, and that's the thing is here's, here's the color thing. Night of the hunter is very, in my mind, very sepia. Uh, and it's a very brown, uh, like light brownish color, uh, which I associate with, fall uh just all of those earth town earth tones i associate with fall um and so that's and and just like the way characters are dressed like it's definitely not hot but it's not freezing either um and the fact that the film ends at christmas i think makes a difference for me because it means that we've been leading up to it the whole time so and then there's the capper so, but I do think that Nosferatu and Night of the Living Dead, like, what are we, what are you talking about when you talk about dying very, it, this thing that is decaying and Count Orlock might as well be just slowly coming after you in the midst of these, in the case of Nosferatu, these crumbling ruins and then this, this farmhouse in the middle of like a countryside, uh, and, Again, so, you know, countryside, once we're back at trees, um, I feel like A Quiet Place reminds me of this as well. Okay, I didn't um, see it. It's very good. It's not the masterpiece people seem to think it is, okay. but uh, but it's very, very good. What is your favorite, this is off the topic, Okay, favorite major studio release of 2018 so far? Major, st- well, yeah, okay, thank you for that qualifier. Um, That's what I'm saying, like, because most of my top ten are indies or even i'll even like throw like not i'm not counting like focus features or like the you know studio indie ones yeah. i'm talking about like major wide release like blockbuster type of movie annihilation annihilation is mine too okay yeah and i think crazy rich agents might be second still haven't seen that i think okay yeah jumping over that jumping over that second for me is actually avengers infinity war which i still that's love maybe third for me yeah yeah uh, uh all right um neither of us mentioned uh mission impossible six because i didn't see it and you it's aren't it's, in, it's, as in love with it as everyone else it's my number 11 of the year right now okay so it's still pretty still pretty high up um but yeah, by the time I saw it, it was built up so much. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, 
so let's see here. I'm trying to think what else I might. Um, ordinary people. Oh, of uh, course. Why didn't I think of that? Reminds yeah. it is a very fall movie. Yeah, I don't. So I wonder. And I don't know when it takes place. I think it takes place during the fall. Like people are in sweaters and stuff, but it's not. But yeah. again, it's not snow. Yeah. Um, I wonder because I feel like there's. So we talked about the scary stuff about fall, but there's also to go back what I was saying to back what, what I was saying about Mistress America and the idea that when it's cold outside, it means that there are safe havens. Yeah. And so sometimes there can be things that are very warm about the fall because you are taking comfort in other people yeah. in private places, either family or romantic relationships or maybe just with friends, whatever yeah. it is. And so I think there's a certain intentional irony uh, and a certain part of the reason that ordinary people is such a depressing movie to mm-hmm. me in that it's, it takes place in this family, in this home that should yeah. be a safe haven from Absolutely. the cold. And yet it's emotionally, it's colder yeah. inside than it is outside. Yeah. Well, and, and it definitely is, is shot that way. I mean, it, it looks like as far as color, I, I associate ordinary people with, a, a very dark gray. Um, hmm. I can never guess right. Oh, okay. What, what would, what do you think I was going to say? I was going to say like a, um, I'm trying to picture it like somewhere between blue and gray, like a bluish, like, Oh yes. Yeah, kind so of slate, but maybe sure with a hint of blue. Sure. Yeah. No, that not, uh, not a trace of color with that film. And I still really like the film and it's still remarkably emotional, but yeah, that, that house, it just seems, it seems, it reminds me in a way of lion and winter. It seems like they haven't turned the heat on. <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, lion and winter. And that's obviously a winter movie. Yeah. But yeah, I always think when I watch old mo- like movies where they, in castles, like they didn't have heat. What are they, they just, yeah. They and they're just big open, like yeah. windows. But in Lion and Winter, like, they actually are all bundled up. Like, the king, uh, Peter O'Toole, like, he's bundled up the whole time. Yeah. And it's just like, that's that's a, that's one where it actually looks cold inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, speaking of large uh, mansions, by the way, um, I associate Clue with Fall. Even though it's, tonally, it's a ridiculous movie, um, and, and it's a comedy, and I tend not to associate comedy with Fall, but it's also a comedy where people are getting murdered all the time, <laughs> and I associate that, that film with uh, a very deep brown. Yeah. See, I guess I think, yeah, I can see that. But it's also raining, and I guess I associate rain with the spring. I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, so two big ones that I haven't mentioned, and these are the last two on my list. So, uh, I'm happy to throw to you. Uh, yeah, I can wrap up a few. I'm okay. sure. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings on my list, the two towers specifically. Oh really? Okay. Because I, I don't know what it is, but I think because the first one is so green, and so lush in the Shire. Is all, the I Shire so, is. But I feel like even even by the time they're in Bree, yeah. which is the town. Where they Thank meet. you. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I listen to our commentaries. Um, yes. But also, that was a trivia question that I got wrong oh, recently okay. at, at Bar Trivia. Um, our whole table got it, got it wrong. Um, what did you say it was? No. So here's how. There's one round of trivia where um, it's... 10 questions, right? Mm-hmm. And the first nine would just be general knowledge. But then the 10th question is what do the previous nine answers have in common? Oh, okay. You know I mean? So the yeah, all, yeah. like once you look at it all and you're like, Oh, I see. They're all like parts of a bicycle, you know, or something sure. like that. And there was one, like we knew like this is clearly Lord of the Rings. There are so mm-hmm. many answers on here that are Lord of the Rings related. But then one of the questions was about an actress on the show Grimm. And it turns out it's an actress named, Bree something. Oh, okay. So we a didn't know. Oh yeah. The actress's name and B would not have remembered that the right. town is called Bree. Oh, okay. Um, would you, would you have remembered that off the top of your head? That yes. It's, that's in Bree. Okay. Does the tavern have a name? The prancing pony. I okay. believe. See that actually sounds, uh, I think of it as they go to a tavern. I don't really think of the town right? it never occurred to me that they're in a town, but I think I've be. seen, I think I've seen the films more yeah. often than you. And I took and I took that tour down in New Zealand right. and they mentioned stuff like that. But anyway, to get back on track, um, I feel like 
the Shire is summer, but even as close as Bree, and from then on, pretty much, it's autumn. I guess that's true. I, well, I, I guess, think... and then the elves live in springtime. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> it looks like um, snow is melting. And... But, like, when you go to the, the Kingdom of Rohan, which is the second film, um, it's the one where Bernard Hill plays the king who's, like, okay. under yeah, yeah, yeah. mind control and all that. Um, and it definitely looks... It looks autumnal. Um, it looks a little bit colder, but there's no snow yet, of course, to keep going back to that idea. Um, but also just the color palette is much more earth tone. We are definitely far away from like the greens of the Shire or like the sparkly gold and white and silver of uh, Rivendell. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I could see it. I could see the whole uh, trilogy being that, but the second film especially. And... As I, when I think about it, it's like, well, that is the one with the talking trees uh, to bring it back to the fucking like this, trees. This tree I, thing. I feel bad. Trees saying exist that. all year round. I'm not following you. What? <laughs> no, I, I know it's it's a weird thing. So, um, so that's all right. one of my big ones, me, and then I'll mention you know, the, uh, the last one. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had done. What's the, what's your last one? Uh, the Godfather. Okay. Um, even though, like, some of it takes place at, at winter, and this might be a this might be an issue. This might be a color thing. Yeah, because you've um, got like. I mean, all the Italy stuff uh, is it looks, summer. very summery, yeah. And they're in Vegas, yeah. Which can't I don't, be fall in Vegas, but they're in New York. I've for, been, yeah, they're in New I've York. I've been to Vegas in fall. It doesn't it, yeah. feel like fall. I can't imagine it feeling like anything. I've been to Vegas at every time of the year. Yeah. It's just degrees of hot. It's either like right. summer hot or less than summer hot. But it, yeah. it always seems hot to me. And that's and. What's interesting is that, like, when you think of it's like they're in Vegas, but if you look at Godfather Two, they're still in Nevada, but yeah. they they're on the lake and they still are wearing jackets and that sort of thing. And um, that's right. But yeah, but for some reason, and it might it might be the color thing. I associate Godfather okay. with uh, not uh, with uh, a, a very deep brown, um, okay. sort of a I don't know, like almost like a stain like a stain brown, like on furniture. Right. Okay. Let me run through some and then we'll just wrap up. Okay. Uh, another school one. I don't know why I didn't mention before election. Oh, sure. Um, another one, like you mentioned the cover of when Harry met Sally, mm-hmm. here's one that I barely even remember the movie. I remember thinking it was okay, but the cover is so fall Stepmom. Oh, oh. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they have yeah. their gloves on, but like the leaves are behind them. Yeah. Like, I can picture it. It's a decent movie. Did you ever see it? It's a decent movie. I didn't. I, I, I mean, it's got three great actors in it. Yeah. Uh, what, Julia Roberts, Susan Strandon, and Ed Harris. Harris. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember there's like a heart to heart between Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon that's outside of the house while they're bun- like, it's clearly cold, mm. and yet they're having this. Uh, they're kind of having a breakthrough in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should watch that again. Maybe it's better than ever. Um, movie I, uh, a really good horror movie that I reviewed, um, the Blu-ray of back when it came out a couple of years ago, Lady in White. Is, okay. uh, that's a very Halloween time movie, yeah. and so feels very fall, and also feels very New England. I can't remember where it actually takes place. It might be the Midwest, but it feels New England to me. Um, uh E.T. also has sure. Halloween stuff. Um, Secret Window. Um, yeah. We didn't really talk about Stephen King in general, but he's I mean, got he's, that New England New thing. England, yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of fall-type stuff uh, in... Yeah, uh, Stand By Me doesn't feel like fall. That feels no, like, like summer. Because they're, they're not in school. Same with and, It is summer. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of Shawshank, I think, is fall. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Um, what else? I mentioned Signs... Uh, the green mile feels like fall to yeah, me as well. Yeah. Uh, Oh, recent movie Patterson that I was just thinking. About. Sure. Absolutely. I just, I just saw a movie, uh, at the LA film fest that I'll talk about next week. That's also about an aspiring poet. And mm-hmm. I kept thinking about Patterson the entire time. Mm. Um, not a good sign or a great sign. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the birds is on here. Mm. Uh, Oh, here's one that I just, I barely even remember this movie, mm-hmm. but I just wrote it down because it has November in the title. Sweet November. Sure. <laughs> Starring Canada's and Charlie's sure. there and a movie that I feel like it should like with that cast, although it was at a time where it wasn't like they were just huge stars. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like it's so cool to like Keanu Reeves and Charlie's Theron. Yeah. That if there were a movie coming out with them now, 
the internet would be like, oh, I can't wait to yeah. see John Wick and uh, uh, Furiosa. Furiosa. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, because I couldn't remember the yeah. name of the character. I can't wait to see them on screen together. Um, but really, it's just a corny. But I was just thinking about Sweet November because I watched. Uh, did you see someone put together a supercut of Keanu Reeves saying "Whoa" in movies? No, it's like six minutes long of just him <laughs> saying "Whoa" in movies. Um, but uh, Sweet November is there's like a part in, tw- in the 21st century where he clearly transitions from "Whoa" to "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa," <laughs> and like Sweet November is like the first one of him like doing the multiple woes, which he also does in Knock Knock and in The Neon Demon. He does "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa," yeah. as opposed to his 90s. It's anyway. It's sort of like the Jerry Seinfeld bit that like you know when you're a kid, everything is up. So it's like, it's like, hold up guys, you know, let me stay up. But when you're an adult, it's like, all right, just calm down, slow yeah. down. Yeah. You know, when you, he's, he's older and he's got more things to manage. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then another horror movie that I can't remember. I didn't believe I didn't mention when we were talking about horror movies before the others. Oh, no question about it. Um, I, I, I feel like haunted houses just lend, yeah. lend themselves to that. But I also, I haven't seen the others in a long time. I also feel like given where it takes place, I feel like that could just as easily be the spring. Sure. You know, absolutely. Um, and then finally Harold and Maude is a movie that just seems very, I still have not seen uh, fall ish to me. Uh, so you mentioned the, bir- <laughs> the birds and I believe yes. that's the only film, but I, I, did you mention any other movies that take place in California? I sure didn't. Uh, no, I guess I didn't. Um, no, like as much as it might be in the Northeast, it is certainly not, along the in california it can be washington uh you know i a film oddly enough a film like singles uh yeah. feels autumnal to me um but yeah it certainly cannot be in southern california and i guess the birds isn't but it, no it's that's, northern california yeah. it's, it's um uh um it's like by sonoma i can't remember what to like yeah uh yeah, it's north north of San Francisco, which you'll, which you know definitely has I've more been of a, there. more of a change. Yes, I know. I've you, been to where they filmed <laughs> the birds, and you and you barely made it out. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, and so they definitely have changes in in weather, more definitive changes in weather up there. But yeah, like I just feel like there could be a movie that takes place in Los Angeles called autumn in LA. And I probably still wouldn't think of, yeah. of that. I just don't, oh, you should, know, that should have been the sequel to autumn in New York. Yeah. I never saw it's autumn like, in New York. Maybe like, they both uh, die at the end. It's like crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was thinking escape from New York, escape from LA. Um, mm, now I'm embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, well, I was going to say this is absolutely absolutely not a fall movie. This is very much a winter movie. But my one of my favorite California movies is Ravenous because oh sure people forget that, like no one think associates it with yeah. California. But that's the part of California where it snows. Yeah, the it's treacherous. Yeah. Um, would you say uh, to stick with with horror? I mean, I feel like you with with notable exceptions like Jaws and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, where it's just blazing hot all the time. Uh, I feel like. For horror in general, uh, fall is is kind of the default. I say Silence of the Lambs could be the Mm -hmm. fall, Um, but uh, yeah. What do you think about that one? I'm thinking. I feel like there are a lot of movies that are because there is such a thing as like winter when it hasn't snowed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, and so sometimes I think something like the sound slams have a, has a color palette that makes me think of winter, even though there's mm-hmm. not snow on the ground. Sure. But because it's, it doesn't have the basically the browns and yellows and oranges yeah. that I associate with changing leaves. Right. Um, uh, I, I guess I think of it as like winter, but without snow. Yeah, I guess that's, that's probably true. But, uh, and I, I sadly, I forgot where I was, uh, <clears throat> headed with that. What would you, what had we just spoken about? Um, Ravenous? Ravenous, right before that. Oh, well, now I don't recall. The Birds, California? Yeah, I'm not Uh, sure. Now uh, I don't recall. uh, But but there's something about, uh, we'll do, I can't remember if we've ever done winter movies. We'll do a winter movies. I think we have to now, yeah. Yeah. Um, There is something particularly upsetting about it being winter cold and there not being snow. Because you look outside and it's like a trick. Yeah. You can't quite tell how cold it is. But then you go out and it's like, oh my God, it's cold. It's bracingly cold. Yes. 
but it doesn't have that visual warning of there being snow on the ground. Yeah, that has happened every once in a while. Uh, my uh, wife is my wife is from Minnesota, and that is, I mean, Chicago gets cold. Minnesota is the coldest sure. place I have ever been. That is like angry cold. Like I just want to murder everybody <laughs> because like you're already dead and you don't even know it living yeah. here. Um, uh, but yeah, and so there have been times when I'm there, like in January, and. Uh, they had like a couple days where, oh, the snow melted and then it drops to like negative 15 and you set foot outside and you're like, what is, th- what is this? <laughs> I remember one Christmas, then we'll wrap up. This has okay. nothing to do with movies. One Christmas, uh, I was, uh, I, w- I was home in St. Louis, um, and it, ha- it hadn't snowed the entire time that I was there. And then one morning, like it was like the day before I was leaving, my sister was leaving like early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got up and drove her to the airport in a blizzard. Like it suddenly started snowing uh, and it was crazy blizzard. Like I was had to drive like, you know, 15 miles per hour on the freeway just to get to the airport. It was crazy. I got home like somehow in one piece back to my mom's house. It was still dark outside. I, you know, Pulled in, finally got back inside, went back to sleep, woke up, the sun had come up, and all the snow had melted. And I was like, is, was that a dream? Because <laughs> like, no one's going to believe me that I fought through, like, I, you know, risked life and limb in this snowstorm to take my sister to the airport. And then your sister's just in the next room. And... <laughs> all right. Um, this was fun. I'm sure um, there are many that we have missed. Yeah, and, but uh, we had a, a good time, and that's all that matters. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, you can find us at battleshipretention.com. You can email us at david at com or tyler at battleshipretention.com. You can uh, follow me, David, on Twitter at DaveyPretension. You can follow Tyler at Tyler Pretension. Tyler, what's going on at More Than One Lesson, your other podcast slash website? So we... Uh, we're on the eve of Halloween times, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for some of the episodes we're going to do there. Uh, but right now, uh, we are still working our way through the More Than One Lesson Top 50, as voted by our listeners. And so the most recent uh, mini-sode, we talk about number 47, which is uh, Michelle Gondry's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So Josh and I talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned for, uh, for Halloween times. And then... Uh, at Battleship Pretension, you can find my Survivor podcast that I host with Jen, my wife, called Worth Playing For. So mm. if you're into, if you're one of the handful of people that like BP and Survivor, I got good news for you. We're back. Um, and also, if you like Harry Potter, oh, right? Yes. yes. We've got coming up in a few weeks here, the, uh, just a couple weeks, the, um, the, the second half of our mm. Harry Potter movie watching marathon. The exciting the- conclusion. Yeah, so back in March, we uh, watched Harry Potter, the first four Harry Potter movies all day and had our friends, uh, friends of the show, um, cycle through and watch us go crazy and talk about stuff with us and eat, eat jelly beans. Um, Whether they want to or not. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, it was crazy. You can find those commentaries um, at BattleshipRetention.com. And then uh, now we're going to do the the second half, the second four movies, um, which will be not quite as long, I think, as the first four. Not quite. um, Not not going to be a walk in the park either. No, no, Um, no, not at all. So, yeah, uh, it'll be a lot of fun to to watch all four of the David Yates uh, Harry Potter movies with uh, uh, a lot of special guests. So uh, you had something to say? Yes. Uh, I say this because in in my life and your life the week after that commentary it's a very special time of year which is uh oscar draft or awards draft time and so the fan, our fantasy award season yes uh it's about to kick off and yours can as well so uh, if you go to battleshippretension.com you can find out all of the information that you need to uh host your own awards draft with your friends uh you're welcome to Donate, uh, yeah. you know, it's a you can get the information anyway, but uh, we put a lot of time Tyler, into Tyler it. Tyler and Scott particularly put a lot of work yeah. into building this thing, yeah. Uh, and then and these materials, so. Scott put a lot of time into into explaining it all in, in yeah, on and that the, page. the rules, yeah. So, so um, 
yeah, that's, that's a, that's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I'd love to hear people's, uh, on Twitter or on the website, hear people's, uh, experiences over the yeah. course of the, uh, award season, which we're, we've started, we're in the middle of it's award season. That's it true. started with tell you right. As far as I'm concerned yeah. and it goes to the Oscars and it's so great, but I haven't, <laughs> I, but I, I haven't, have no time for people who are too cool for award season. It's so great. I haven't been paying attention so far. Like it's to the point now, because I've found this, that this, happens is that if i start planning my my draft picks too early i go insane for about two weeks and then i don't get what i wanted anyway whereas so now i just kind of hold off and then the day before yeah that's the way to do it that's That's what i do do it yeah so all right um so thank you for listening we'll get you next time bye bye This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 